Hey guys, you are listening to the Rima Chapel Podcast, which brings the message of Jesus Christ to the lost all across the globe. Today's speaker is our own pastor, Reverend Samuel Dunkelquartic, pastor of Rima Chapel, Bilbao, Germany. Hope you enjoy the message. Tell somebody, faith talk. Faith talk. So you are here to hear what I call faith talk. Uh, Luke chapter 18, verse 7 and 8. Luke 18, 7 and 8. And, and, the, and, the, and the young ladies and the young men from the teens, this year, by the grace of God, you will get baptized. We are trusting God for that to happen. I am quite sensitive of the times in which we are. So, 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 don't go, don't go, don't go, don't go. All these people that went to house Newland, don't live here. Stay in this room. Unless you don't want to be baptized, then you can go. Okay, so, Luke chapter 18, verse 7. And shall not God avenge his own elect, which cried day and night unto him? Though he bear long with them, I tell you, verse 8, I'm reading verse 8, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Now, I want you to notice that when Jesus is about to return again the second time, faith will become a scarce commodity on the earth. Faith will become rare on the earth. What does it mean? Wouldn't there be people who call, who call themselves believers? There will be. But calling yourself a believer does not mean you have faith in God. Hallelujah. The man that has got faith always gets the results. And we have read from, from, from the Bible how many times Jesus will get a person healed and then he will say, your faith has made you whole. When you get to the place where by faith you can receive things from God, by faith you can see things done, then you have a right then to consider yourself a son or a daughter of God whose faith is alive. When you get to the place where you are face to face with the enemy and he's chasing you and you are running and when people are giving testimony all you can say is that the devil has given me a hard time this week I want to submit to you you need to check your faith again because it's not working well the devil who was before the cross is not the same devil after the cross so when you are living after the cross the devil is supposed not to give you a hard time are you listening to me? He will give you a time that is hard or difficult by your own permission. I want to, we are talking fake talk. That means it's about time you begin to rise in faith. It's about time you begin to take authority. It's about time you begin to tell this particular individual that you know who you are. The Bible says, well, the earth is the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. 
The Bible also says, the heavens is the Lord's. The earth has he given to what? The sons of men. Anybody who doesn't have a body, a human body, doesn't have a right to harass you or intimidate you. And I am saying it with the intention that there are many, many, many out there in this world who don't have a physical body. But sometimes they are the princes or the people who give a lot of trouble. You are casting a demon out of a person and the demon rises up to tell you, no, I won't go. This is my house. I will not leave. Just because you have been in a place for a long time doesn't make it your own. Are you listening to me? And so, when the scripture says that the earth God has given to us as the sons of men, when the scripture also says the earth is the Lord's, anybody and any entity who doesn't glorify God, any entity who doesn't want to respect the headship, the rulership, the authority of God, you have a right to put them under dominion, to chase them out. Are you listening to me? So here we read in this scripture, I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. What is Jesus saying? If you read this account very well, Jesus is talking about the fact that if a man says, I believe, and it is God who has written, what did they say they believe? They stand on their ground. And they stand believing. And they still stand believing. Listen, it is better to stand in faith, maybe even for one hour and die, than to live a thousand years in unbelief. Let me try and come again. There are people who will try to save their life instead of standing in faith. And if you compromise instead of standing in faith, it may give you a couple of years. Even if your compromise gives you 200 years, it will end. But if a man wants to stand in faith, and because he's standing in faith, that will cut his life short. That man has more advantage than the man who prolongs his life. So I want you to understand, my, my friends, that the Bible said that when you call upon God, when you cry unto God day and night, hallelujah. Amen. How many of you are having a hard time? Well, the scripture says, call upon God day and night. You may have been praying in the daytime, but at the night time. You may have been praying some time in the day, but at some times in the night. Because to fulfill this scripture, the prayer has to go on the daytime and go on the nighttime. Meaning that in the nighttime, certain things will get done when you pray. In the daytime, too, other things also get done when you pray. And it is what happens in the night and what happens in the day. When they combine, they give you the manifestation. Am I talking to somebody? How many of you know that many people who want to come and steal from you, they will not come and steal in broad daylight when everybody can see them. They will wait till the night. And sometimes it's not just every time of the night. There are certain particular times in the night where they find it suitable to come. Some people descend the time when they must come by certain spiritual things that they do. So when they are coming, somehow you may even hear them. But 
At that time, the power of sleep over you is so strong that you begin to reason away what you are hearing. And then before you know it, you wake up in the morning and you are not lying on your bed. They pack everything, including your bed, and they have put you on the floor. <laughs> I know because I've heard of some of those things. I know that sometimes some people don't do things in the natural. They, they employ some powers. But I'm trying to say to you that Christian of the 21st century, understand that your faith is key. The Bible said, this is the victory that overcometh the world. Even, 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 tell somebody, faith talk. Matthew chapter 14, verse 23 to 31. Matthew 14, 23 to 31. I want you to see the importance of you knowing what you are doing when you are walking in faith. Because faith does not become strong until it is standing upon the word of God. All other ground is sinking sand. If you want to have a strong faith... Always hook yourself to the word of God. Because when you stand upon the word, nothing can defeat you. Matthew 14, 23, are you there? It's a long passage, but I'm reading. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, pray. Pray when others are there. Pray also when nobody else is there. Pray before you minister. After you finish ministering, pray. Before you go to work, pray. When you come back, still pray. Hallelujah. 24. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves. For the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. You know, when people are walking on water, everybody knows that one cannot walk on water because there is a certain law that governs the water. And the law that governs the water doesn't allow a man to walk on water. So if somebody is walking on water, he must have the capacity to override natural law. Tell somebody you can override natural law. Turn to somebody else, tell him or her, you can override natural law. You see, the Bible says that the the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has freed me from the law of sin and death. There is a law that passes another law. And you and I should understand that the plane does not take off until it puts into motion another law that overcomes the law of gravity. The law of gravity says if you go up, you must come down. But if you want to remain in the air and fly then you must shift from gravity 
to the law of uh, what do you call aerodynamics. And because that law operates upon different principles, gravity does not cease, but still you fly. And I came to tell you that if you are a Christian, you must understand that you are spirit. Would you put your 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 would you put your hand on your church and say somewhere yes. never forget, forget. you are spirit having a human experience by the grace of God. Hallelujah. So you see, those ones without bodies out there, we are not different from them. The only difference with us is we have bodies and they don't have. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you, don't be afraid just because you can't see them and they cannot pray. Don't be afraid. If God be for us, who can be against us? Verse 28. And Peter answered and said, sorry, verse 27. But straightway Jesus spoke unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. Hallelujah. Now let me talk to you. Anytime you come into contact with fear, or anytime fear is staring you in the face, you must know that fear comes to neutralize your faith. Fear and faith cannot work at the same time. In the kingdom of heaven, there is no fear. Why? Because the love of God touches everybody and everything there. And because perfect love cuts away fear, nobody fears in heaven. Are you listening to me? So anytime you see fear, you must know it is coming from the camp of the devil. God has never given any of you the spirit of fear. And please, listen carefully. Because you can have situations where the devil is using the weapon of fear to try to take hold of your life. Sometimes you can get into situations. And especially if you are in Deutschland. And you go for that checkup. And then when you are going for the what, agabness, when you are going for the results... They look at you and they say, Truth me a light. And then the next thing that follows, we discovered a tumor in your body. And uh, we want to test it to find out whether it is malignant or not. Immediately you hear the word tumor, you get scared. Or let me put it this way the devil sends the spirit of fear to try and take you. But you see, when you resist the spirit of fear, you are resisting the devil. Are you listening to me? Fear doesn't come from God. Therefore, anything that doesn't come from God, when it comes against you, understand that it is coming to you, a spirit being, trying to sell you something that you don't want. And you must resist fear. When fear comes, what do you say? You say, hey, fear. I know you for who you are. I know you are coming against me. But let me tell you something. God has not given me the spirit of bondage to fear. Therefore, I have no business and no dealings with you. I resist you in the name of Jesus. I refuse to submit to you. And I command you, leave me now. You must go because I am 
speaking to you in the name of Jesus. Guess what? At the mention of his name, every knee bows. You see, so when you are working on your faith so that your faith is alive and working, you fear nothing. Can I come again? The man of faith has no fear of anything. If a man will learn to fear God, he will fear nothing. Because once you are submitted to the God that created you, the Bible says, if you resist the devil, what will he do? Church, listen. We are getting to the place where we must allow our faith to begin to dictate the pace and the rhythm of our lives. Am I talking to somebody? Sorry, this thing is... uh, Anyway, when I have the one that attaches, then, but today, let me just go on like that. Where am I? 28. So you see, immediately Jesus said, be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. The moment you fear, you will do wrong things. Any action you take in fear will be the wrong action. If you are ever afraid, don't even pray. Hello? If you are ever afraid, don't even pray. Quote the word. Quote the word. Because when you pray in fear, it is not the kind of prayer God will answer. You see, God answers prayer because it is prayed in faith. Am I talking to somebody? And so, the moment you are afraid, of course, if you mention the name of Jesus, it helps. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. But for you to generally go and pray and the spirit that drives you to pray is a spirit of fear. That's wrong. That's the reason why some of us have prayed we have not received results. Deal with the fear and then go to pray. Deal with the fear so that it will put a smile on the face of your papa. Then when you go to pray... You will see that he will be so happy with you. He will turn the situation around, change the results. But if you go to the father crying and say, Papa, please, please, the devil is after me, help me. All power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. Therefore, go. Why would you want me to come and take your gun from you? And shoot your enemy who is threatening you. When you are the one supposed to shoot him. Listen, this mouth that we have. It is a spiritual gun. You can use it to release spiritual bullets. And if you target them where? They will land where they should land. I call this faith talk. Verse um, 28. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Notice, who said, let me, if it is you, call me to come. Who? Who? Peter. Meaning that when Jesus gives an invitation, it will not be an invitation to John. Neither will it be an invitation to to Thomas. It is Peter 
who said, if it is you, then I'm coming to you. Just ask me to come. And look at what the Bible said. And the Lord said, come. Now this word come here, it is a rima word. I will explain to you what a rima word is. A rima word is the word of God made alive to you as an individual. God's word in the Bible can be a rima word to any and everybody. When you are reading the word of God, it will still read like any other word. But when you begin to meditate upon the word, God will quicken that word. God will make that word alive. And you will feel and know that God is using that word to talk to you. At that moment, that word is your rima word. If you will act upon that word, you will see results. Hallelujah. So, verse 29. And he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the sheep, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. I like that. Have you ever seen a man come out of a sheep onto water and he's walking on the water like you walk on concrete? Is this one of a uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hans Christian Andersen's fables, or is it Bible? Is it a Nancy story, or is it Bible? So you see that this one is written in the Bible. God doesn't write things to deceive people. When God writes something, that is the truth. Trust me. There is no such thing as fake news before God. Anything God says is able and willing to defend it. And it becomes only the truth to you when you are ready to act upon the word. Hallelujah. So the Bible said, a man walked upon water to go to Jesus. This man had not prayed. He had not fasted. He has not even felt the spirit of God coming upon him. He didn't even worship. He was afraid one moment. The next moment, he was walking on water. And why is that so? Because the Lord spoke to him. My dear friends, listen. Faith is not a difficult thing at all. Our system and our way of life and our parents and what they believe, they are all influences that distract us from acting upon the word of God. This is one of the reasons why we are Christians and yet we don't seem to be Christians the way we ought to be. What do I mean? Today, when the people are looking for answers, do they come to the church? When they are looking for answers, they are going out there to people in Hollywood, people who are just acting. They don't know what they are doing. They go to them. Listen, if you don't get to the place where you value your relationship with God so much so that you want to get close to God, you will be like the Hollywood people, just acting. The worst kind of Hollywood is the Hollywood people in the church. Because the Hollywood people in Hollywood, they got money. 
Trust me. They got fame. They got popularity. But the only people who got nothing is those who act in church. Don't be an actor in church. This faith that we have, the Bible says, well, it overcomes the world. I don't care what you are facing. Only one thing I know, if a man is crazy enough to believe God, he will see wonders. So the Bible said, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. And guess what? He kept on walking. He kept on walking. He kept on walking. He kept on walking. And when he was within arm's length of Jesus, we don't know the distance. If he was that close, they would have known it's Jesus somehow, even though it was that. But I believe that he was far enough that what they saw scared them. But this man walked. You see, the Bible doesn't tell you how many steps he took. But verse 30 said, But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sing. He cried, saying, Lord, save me. Notice verse 31. And immediately Jesus stretched off his hand and caught him. I want to submit to you. Jesus was an ordinary man. If God had made Jesus to be a giant 14 feet tall so that his hands would be like 12 feet, he would not be a proper representation of human beings. And therefore, he cannot be the one who will say, I'm standing in their place to save them. You see, there are things that, the, 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 is it bi- biologists, they call species. When you want to reproduce, or you want to uh, breed. The breeding is done within the species. You cannot mate a cat and a dog, though they all go on all fours. If you mate a cat and a dog, it won't produce a child because it's not the same species. So when Jesus came, he came like one of us, meaning that the hand he stretched to save him, that hand was the same hand. If the Bible would tell us that that hand was stretched so that it went as far as to that window there, the Bible would have said it. But the man walked and got close enough that when Jesus stretched off his hand, he can't he can just take him. What does that tell you? I've always maintained if a man can walk on water for one day, he can keep on walking on water for a thousand years. Because the fact is, this water is not supposed to support you for one second. So if the water can support you and you can be able to take one, two steps, my goodness, you can take all the steps you need to where you need to go. And I came to tell you that this is the victory that overcomes the world, even your faith. The devil is afraid of men who will believe God and begin to take action based upon the word of God. Because listen, Even the heavens and the earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away until it is fulfilled. The question I want to ask you is, are you mindful of your faith? People in the church, they have made themselves professors and experts at examining other people. But the scripture didn't say you should make yourself a professor of examining other Christians. The Bible said, examine your own self whether you are in the faith. 
The only thing that separates you from anybody out there in the world is your faith. So when you lose your faith, you and the man out there in the world, no difference. No difference at all. And perhaps you may have trouble, more, more trouble than him. And the reason you may have more trouble than him is to him who much is given, from him also. Thank you. So immediately Jesus stretched off his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little, O thou of little, wherefore did thou, wherefore did thou, good, please notice, notice. You see what little faith can do? Little faith is powerful enough to cause a man to walk on water. And walk so long that if the distance is 500 meters, he covered all that distance and almost got there. That's little faith. Everything that happened with his walking on the water, Jesus said it is little faith. But little faith is still faith. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Little faith is still faith and still will get the job done. It doesn't matter how much faith you have. What matters is whether you are deploying that faith or not. You know why he failed? Because of doubt. Because he doubted. You see, what things soever you desire, Mark 11, 23, what things soever you desire, when you pray, do what? That you receive Uh If a man will speak to a mountain and say, mountain, be thou removed from this place and be thou cast into the sea here. And this man will not doubt, but believe that the things that he says will come to pass, he will have what he says. It means that even when he has little faith, when he speaks and he will make sure that he has dealt with doubt, it shall come to pass. So let me tell you, my friends, doubt is not of God. Doubt is of the devil. Doubt is one of those things which do not come from the kingdom of heaven. How many of you know that the life we are living here in this life today is so full of doubt? Today, you can't believe anything anymore. Because sometimes the news that even the television station people are telling you is fake news. They are trying to use their news to manipulate you. They are trying. Listen, when people get up and they say, well, uh, uh, global warming, the world will end in four or five years. Who said the world will end in four or five years? We have seen global warming, yes. But is everything due to the CO2? So what is the role of the ozone layer? Because they claim that the ozone layer is what protects us. And when it begins to become big, then the world heats up. Well, today, those same people who measure the ozone layer, are they not saying that the ozone layer has strength? So if the ozone layer has strength, then why is it that things are still warm the way they say? So you see, When people are presenting complicated issues to you, they may present those things in a way that will be used as a tool to manipulate you so that you will do what they want. 
Listen, I am not saying that there is nothing called global warming. I am saying that the matter is more complicated than we think. You see, because when they do everything about their global warming, every natural thing, they do it, but they don't stop sinning. My Bible tells me the people who were in the land of Canaan, they were sinning, and because of that, God allowed the land to swallow them up. God connected human choices to the environment. To survivor, God connected human choices. In other words, moral choices have an influence on your environment. Today, nobody wants to admit that moral choices has an influence on the environment. And trust me, we can do everything about global warming. But after we have done everything and the things don't stop, then we will know that what God said cannot be changed. I don't mean you should be irresponsible concerning the environment, throwing plastics and things about behind like that. No. If it is our papa that created this place, we must respect it. Because your father's property, it will be strange if you go around messing it up. But I'm trying to let you know that there are people out there who are releasing a spirit of fear over our world today. And because that spirit of fear is out there and you are living in the world, this spirit will come after you. You could get to a place where your faith as a Christian doesn't work properly anymore. Listen, my dear friends, if you do not understand that the environment in which you are affects your faith, you are making a big mistake. How many of you know that if Jesus has confined his ministry to Nazareth, we would never have heard about him. Or even if we hear about him, the things we can believe him for, they are angry strength. They are very limited. Because if you have a headache, then Jesus can work on it. But if you are really sick, or if you are crippled, or if you are blind, or if you are lame, that one Jesus cannot do. And the reason is because, although he was anointed the way he is, when he went to Nazareth, they lifted up something they call unbelief. My dear friends, listen. Anytime you can read the word of God black and white like that, and then something in your mind is telling you, this one, it may be the word of God, but it's not for me. It's a demon called doubt. Anytime you look at the word of God and you are like, oh, okay, uh, Jesus can heal people, but I'm not so sure that he will heal me. It's a spirit of unbelief. And as a child of God, your first priority is to resist the devil, meaning that you need to resist unbelief. You need to resist doubt. Whenever you sense doubt, if anything at all is trying to weaken you, weaken your belief in the word of God, causing you to begin to wonder whether things will be according to the word of God for you, the first thing you need to do is to identify whom you are talking to. Who told you that you were naked? That was God's first question. Who told you that you were naked? If anybody wants to mess with what God is doing, they are going to tell you things. 
So you need to find out is doubt from God at all? If it's not from God, then hey, doubt, don't hide at all. I know you. I identify you as a spirit that is coming from the camp of the enemy. And I want you to know you have no chance. I'm not giving you any chance. Here is not fertile ground. You cannot operate here in my life. At all, at all, at all. In Jesus' name, I command you, go back to your den where you came from. When you have dealt with the doubt, you can now come and believe God. But some people want to keep on believing God. When the doubt is there, they need to deal with the doubt. They haven't dealt with the doubt. My pastor will always say, you do not answer the devil when he's coming against you with doubt by thoughts. The only way you answer him which is effective is you speak. And you must know who you are. You must get up and be bold and say it. What you say is the tool that God will use to change the situation to give you the victory that you need. Oh, I think uh, I, will just, I, will just have to, I will just have to suspend the faith talk for today because of, of lack of time. There are a couple of things I had wanted to do. Now, let me just ask this question. How many of you are happy with your prayer life? If you are not happy with your prayer life, I'm challenging you. Today, take a decision. If you go home, write it somewhere. I am going to add 10 more minutes to my prayer life. I am going to be more consistent than I have been. And when you begin to make those kinds of little, little, little progress, you are building your spirit man. The Bible says what? The spirit of a man can do what? Can handle or bear with his infirmity. But a broken spirit who can bear. Listen, anytime you are coming against any challenge, your success lies in the strength of your spirit. If your spirit is weak, what is coming will just put you down. But if your spirit is strong, what comes will always find that he that is in God, one cannot locate him. If a man is in God, how, what kind of GPS are you going to use to locate him? Hello? When somebody is in God, how can you, how can you locate him? How, how, can, you, how can you be able to, to, to determine that he's here or he's there? How? What does the Bible say about God? Even when I'm in hell. Uh-huh. So, when a man is in God, it's difficult for the enemy to locate you. Listen, even if he has spiritually guided missiles, they will fail. Why? Because he cannot locate you. And, and you, 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 you get yourself hooked up to God by the strength of your spirit. God is a spirit. God is a spirit. Listen to me. Anything the devil is trying to do to you, if you want to overcome it, begin to work on your spirit man. The first thing you do when you work on your spirit man is you pray. And you know, you don't just get up and you are praying. When you are praying, what are you telling God? Nobody can, can talk to God in faith until they are coming to God according to his word. 
So if the devil is creating trouble for you, halal for you in any area, look for the word of God in that area. Devil is trying to give you sickness. Did the Bible not say that God caused him to be sick for us so that we can take his place and have bodies at a whole? Was his body not broken, pierced through so that our bodies may be healed? So now, when you have the word of God and you now go to God, you say, Father, I want to thank you that this is what your word says. Because of that, if I say I don't want sickness, then I have a right to live without sickness because of what your word is saying. And Papa, you know what? I just want you to know that I am deciding to go along with your word. I believe that health is for me more advantageous than sickness. So I don't want to be sick. And so I believe your word. And then if they are coming, because they will come. Anytime you stand upon the word, they will come. Fear will come. Doubt will come. Anytime you, you, see, you see the symptoms coming. What do you call symptoms? I don't know how they call it in the German. I forgot you. Symptoma. You see, that is what I call the foot soldiers. That is a foot soldiers. If a man is healed, listen to me very well. If a man is healed from anything, if the devil wants to bring that thing back to you or bring that thing back upon you again, he will come with symptoma. Symptoma. Okay, symptoms, symptoma. So he will come with that. And once you see the symptoms, you are like, <laughs> I thought I was healed. No? I thought I was healed. No. <laughs> Now, the moment you thought you were healed, you are opening the door. You didn't know you were healed until the word of God told you so. So your healing is what God said. Not what your feelings are saying. Not what the symptoms are saying. I've preached in this, word, in this church before and I've told you that when healing is starting, it starts from your spirit. Because you are a spirit man. So you don't look at your body to see whether you are healed. Why? Because it's a spiritual thing. Hallelujah. And so when it is like that, what you need to do is to come against those symptoms. I like this testimony that somebody gave. I think I've given it to the child. I'll stop there. But the person was healed. He had a club foot. You know, when you're, you're, you know, it turns like that. He has club foot. And uh, Everybody knew him in the town for years. A town of like 4,000, 4,500 people. And when he got healed, he was able to wear shoes for the first time. He was very happy. But like six weeks after he got healed, he was walking downtown. And then all of a sudden, he had pain so excruciating that he almost fell down, except for the fact that he was walking close to somebody's wall. So he took hold of the wall. And according to him, he just sat on the, on the is it, uh, sidewalk. And he took that food in the hand. No, devil! You don't put that thing back on me. I will not receive it. Jesus healed me from that thing. That is a man who knows. And that is how faith works. The devil is attacking your finances. Welcome. The devil is attacking your mind. Welcome. Some people were on the conference call. I told them, the Bible says we have the mind of Christ. 
That means the mind of Christ is available to you and I. Just like his salvation is available to you and I. You never get saved until you receive the salvation. Am I right about that? And you never get the mind of Christ until you actually receive it. Be deliberate. Be very, very deliberate when things are in the Bible. So that you take deliberate actions. And when you do that, you will see that faith will bring you results. Amen. Amen. Is there somebody who needs a touch from God? Is there somebody who, who is like, I need God to add some grace and strength to my life so that I may shift from where I am to where I need to be? Well, if you are like that, we'll be praying for you. Thank you for taking our time to tune in. For more information on our services, visit our website www.wimachapu.org. You can also join us for our weekly conference calls on Thursdays. More details on our website. Also make sure to check our Facebook, Instagram and YouTube platforms.